Hello, and welcome. Welcome to the Selling on eBay radio show. We're here to save you money, Mm -hmm. to increase your sales, Mm. and to have fun. The lines are open for your calls and texts. 1-833-EBAY-723. That's 1-833-322-9723. This is Fake Announcer Guy saying here's Philip and Sherry. So, uh, Sherry Smith and Philip Jackson, your hosts on the Selling on eBay radio show, the show that's about having fun and making money on eBay. Today we have Philip's interview with Griff, who was the fifth eBay employee. Mm. He ran the eBay radio for years, 15 years, and then started the eBay for Business podcast in 2008. 18 mm-hmm. and he's still wowing everybody and sometimes you get to meet him and talk to him he's a great guest and we, we this is recorded at last week's seller week at ebay headquarters i snuck out of i think the meeting on uh, payment protections uh, went upstairs and met griff in his little radio cubicle the closet turned studio upstairs uh and i, I recorded this up there and um i was i was surprised i got more insight to a couple of things that I wasn't expecting to get. Uh, he talks about yes. retiring or not retiring. So that's uh, what I wouldn't, because to ask him that would be, I think, very impertinent uh, question. Yes, but <laughs> knowing, you just Knowing that somehow... someone asked that last time we asked him, well, we talked about his retirement. And you uh, know I'm impertinent. He took it, he took it in good uh, took it in good faith. Um, also, I, I, I quizzed him, not thinking I was going to get a reply about how many people listen to eBay radio. We got a little bit of data on that. So that's interesting. And uh, just to sort of set something up, he references, when we were speaking before we started the, the recording, I was chatting to him and saying that I thought when they transitioned from eBay radio over to the podcast, that it went kind of corporate for a while. And I wondered whether the podcast got a lot of executive attention and that he was kind of under pressure to push out corporate messages because there's lots of product people turning up with prepared little scripts and stuff and it, it it seemed rather corporate and he talks to whether that impression that I had is correct or not uh, in the discussion. Anyway, see what you think and uh, I started just by sort of asking him to recap exactly how many years uh, did eBay radio last? 15 years and in fact I believe that it was at the time the longest uh, ra- online radio program uh, in its day it may be different now if you take podcasts into consideration, but yeah, it was 15 years. And that was co-hosted by Lee Mirabal? Lee Mirabal and Mirabal. Uh, her company, were they were the original producers as well. And for those that didn't listen, and the people, it's been a few years, yeah. she was a very experienced network radio host who, for whatever reason, eBay managed to persuade to help them. To well, it, so the way it started was, you want me to tell you how it started? Yeah, why not? Yeah. So, uh, this was back in 2002. Uh, I remember it well because I was t- 20 years younger. Uh, I, we were, I was walking through the halls of one of the other buildings here on campus, and a guy who was leading up some of our advertising at the time, uh, Kevin McSpadden, uh, may he rest in peace, he's uh, since uh, passed on, uh, pulled me into a conference room and said, I need you to join this meeting. Are you free? And I said, Sure, why not? And I had no idea what it was. And what it was were these people that I didn't recognize sitting around a conference table, and he introduced them and 
to me and said, these people are here with a proposal for a radio show for eBay. And I said, oh, cool. What does this have to do with me? Hmm. Kevin said, I think you'd be great at this. <laughs> and I said, okay, uh, let's, we'll talk. And it was uh, Lee Mirabal and her husband, John Sell, I believe, was there. And a guy named Chris Murch, who uh, had started this online radio company called WS Radio. And this was an idea that the, the, the group of them had come up with was an idea of doing a show about eBay. Uh -huh. And they had done a, a, a sort of pilot sizzler episode with uh, uh, two people that they presented to us. It, wasn't, it was okay. But the idea was they wanted to get eBay to participate. And Kevin, you know, at the time, money was flowing like water <laughs> here. And Kevin thought, yeah, this could be interesting. And uh, so they were describing what they do. And I sat down next to Lee. And I'm listening to her talk because she's doing a lot of the talking. And she talks so well. Mm. And I'm thinking, I know this voice. Why is this familiar? And she's giving a bit of her history. Uh, she's been in radio all her life. And she has this, if you know Lee, she has this perfect voice. And she uh, suddenly hit me. I said, years ago, weren't you, were you on AM radio? And she said, yes, I was. And I said, I think I listened to your show. Uh, were you on WNBC? And in Vermont, uh, later in the day, when the stations would amp up their wattage, we could pick up New York stations. I said, I used to listen to you right after the Alan Coombs show. She said, yeah, that was me. I thought, well, I thought you were fabulous. Well, that's all it took for her to fall in love with me, right? Somebody uh -huh. who recognized her voice. And uh, so we we kind of hashed out what it, what the show could be like. And, and Lise, Kevin said, and you're going to be the host. And I thought, well, okay. And this was before podcasts and corporate audio. It must have been very unusual as an idea at the time. Yeah, it was really unusual. I immediately saw the potential here in that so much of what we could convey would be information about, you know, navigating what was then a really, even back then, a complicated website, you know, if you want to be successful. And also, at that point, even though it was just 2002, uh, I knew that uh, we could interview a lot of sellers, and sellers were just, you know, they were a wacky group of people with great <laughs> stories to tell. So I thought this would be a, a content no-brainer. So I and plus I, you know, I like to perform. So it would give me give me something to do. And at the time I was operating as a, my job at eBay was as corporate spokesperson. So mm -hmm. I was on the road a lot. Mm -hmm. So we we that's how it started. Mm -hmm. And we you know we came up with an idea. We do it once a week. Lee uh, Chris's company WS Radio were the original producers. And they were based in San Diego, and we would connect via ISDN, which is now a forgotten technology no one uses. And uh, we would do a live show uh, once a week initially, and then we added a Thursday show. So we were doing five hours of live radio every week. And was that stressful? Because sometimes doing a live show for a long period of time down the line where you can't visually see what's going on in the studio, that can be hard work sometimes actually no it wasn't uh the the danger for me the anxiety was i was afraid we might get redundant and boring <laughs> and that's a, that in itself is a dangerous concern because then it leads you to do and try things which may be pushing the envelope for mm -hmm. a corporate radio mm -hmm. 
which I want to do. Yeah, well, I can recall a few things where I thought you probably went off the corporate play, uh, oh, script from I, time I mean, to time. Oh, a lot. <laughs> so there was, I think there were a lot of people, uh, there were a few people who, who thought that this was a tightly controlled mm -hmm. radio show. It wasn't. So my didn't I didn't have to I don't know what that is as a phone. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to submit scripts for approval. I didn't have to you know get ideas from the company. They kind of left me alone for fifteen years and trusted that they didn't listen to you and call you in and say episode thirty seven. Never. What do you ever. say there? No. Yeah, never. Oh, there you go. Good. And I was uh, savvy enough as a corporate spokesperson to know you know how far up to that line I could mm -hmm. get without. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Without getting anyone, I don't want to compromise anyone or the mm -hmm. company, and uh, it was and it was fun. You know, we did a lot of fun stuff. The problem with live radio actually was the uncertainty with it because it was very difficult for us to. Um, we could do interviews, and that was okay. And those interviews were scripted, so Lee and uh, her team uh, would write the scripts, mm -hmm. and that was very helpful. What was a little bit dangerous is that we got live calls. Mm -hmm. And with live calls, we did have a 10-second delay. So if somebody was using it to start a rant that was unpleasant, we could just like cut it off. Mm -hmm. We hardly ever had to do that. But you didn't know what you were going to get for calls. And sometimes that was... We got pranked once by the Howard Stern <laughs> show. Really? Yeah. You know Howard Stern, right? Yes, yeah. Well, I do. Yeah. Um, I think most people probably still remember him. So they had, you know, their crew would, they would call uh, small town radio shows yeah. or other, and, you know, try to prank them. And they called us. And unfortunately, we never got on the air because Lee recognized it and, and mm -hmm. hang on, hung up on them. <laughs> and after she told me this, I said, why didn't you let them on the show? Come on. Mm -hmm. We could have got some marketing out of yeah. this. Yeah, well, that's that's all. And experience. it also transferred into live events as well. Yes, yeah. So we would go to, um, we were a presence at all the eBay Lives, and eBay Live back then being a brand that was for our year, uh, year annual conference, uh, which took place in a different city over a period of three days. We were at all of those events, and that helped get us a bigger audience over time because people who may not have heard of us would see us at the event and then say, oh, I'll just tune into this. So you built an audience, you yeah. got people to come and see you live, and then Lee wanted to retire. Well, that after 15 years, she wanted to retire, and who could blame her? I mean, mm -hmm. she was getting on, and we all maybe want to change a pace. I don't think, it, I don't want to speak for you, Lee. <laughs> I know maybe you're not listening, maybe you are. Uh, I think that it was a, it was a difficult decision because it was so much fun. We had yeah. a great time, but at the same time, she needed to think about, you know, some rest. So in 2017, in December, she called me to tell me that she wanted to retire, and I kind of suspected someday it would come. But I convinced her, I said, okay, all right, all right, I, I understand, but can we get you to stay until halfway through 2018 yeah. and make, I knew we were doing an eBay open in uh, Las Vegas, so we can have a big going away party, and then we'll figure out how we're gonna go mm -hmm. after that. So actually, my manager at the time said, so what are you going to do if, you, <laughs> if she leaves? I said, well, what do you think? He said, well, you know, find another Lee and keep on going. And I, th I said, well, let me think about it. And then I, I realized this was maybe an opportunity for an inflection to a different format. And I said, I think we might be able to grow beyond eBay radio if we have a podcast, because that's where everyone is going to mm -hmm. listen to consume audio content. 
So uh, we did a little research. We found a company and a, and a gentleman in New York uh, who works for the company, and the, uh, they, uh, we signed a, a contract with them about, uh, this is Libsyn, great company. Uh, they do a lot of production work and distribution work for other podcasts. Yeah. Uh, that's been a great, real, a wonderful relationship. I cannot speak mm-hmm. high enough of Libsyn, and I don't get a kickback. So if you're doing a podcast and you're looking for help, I recommend them. And uh, we were basically left on our own, just as we were with eBay Radio, mm-hmm. except that I think because of the, the cachet of the term podcast, or if lots of folks in our, our marketing orga- organization who suddenly took interest, which was great, because I gotta be honest with you, nobody internally took interest in eBay radio. Mm. It was just this thing that Griff was doing in this yeah. room. So uh, there was an opportunity here for a lot of help. Uh, there was also, I'll be honest, there was a little bit of tension with the fact that if you're in the marketing organization, they uh, you tend to look at every channel as a potential marketing channel, and the 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 pushback I always had is that you got to be real careful about how you approach a channel like a podcast when you're trying to grow an audience because people tune in for a specific type of conversation intimate real and not corporate so you can you can provide corporate messaging to the extent that sellers who want to know things so buyers don't tune into our podcast and they want to know they want to know what the company's doing they want to know about new features, new policies. They want to have these things explained by people within the company. But you have to do it in person-to-person language. You can't do it in a push message with a you know, corporate marketing message. Uh, so there was a little bit of tension there in the first couple of years. It was certainly that. felt more of a corporate kind of feel to it in the early days. Well, I got to be you told me you said that this was your <laughs> impression and I was going to wait till we were recording to tell uh, okay. you I think that was me. Oh, was it? So, I'm looking for a format that's going to work mm-hmm. and at the same time not, you know, get everyone in the company angry at me. And so I there was no input from the company when we started the, the format. So, I was trying different things to mm-hmm. see how they mm-hmm. would work. Uh, you know, we, we would have a news uh, segment, which we kind of kept, but it was a different uh, different back then. And we also, I wanted to feature things about the site. And then I realized that my own advice was not always right, because I said, you don't want to be a marketing channel, but if you're talking about a service or a feature, you are effectively marketing. So I had to adapt to that. But yeah, no, there was, it, there was no pressure. There's never been any pressure. I think the only time in the last four years of the, the or going on five, no, it's five years now, it's 2023, where did the time go? Uh, the only time that there was any, uh, and it wasn't even pressure, it was just hold off a minute, was uh, a, a program that we were going to, an episode we were going to do that might have been in conflict by its release, not by its content, with uh, quarterly earnings. So they just asked if we'd hold off for a few mm-hmm. weeks. And mm-hmm. I said, yeah, sure, there's no problem with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the pandemic came around. Did that change the way you thought about producing mm-hmm. it and the production methods? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we were doing it all here. Yeah. You're, we're, we're doing this in our studios. I'm in Griff's layer, I should yeah, say, right. and I've got a big eBay for business logo <laughs> behind your head and microphones everywhere, and I can see Brian's chair so sitting it's, next door. It's a guerrilla operation when you think <laughs> about it because... Uh, I have to, you know, be nice and I pull a little bit of rank about being here for so long, but I get along well with facilities <laughs> and I managed to commandeer two mm. basically little mini conference rooms. Mm-hmm. I got them to install a glass window and between the 
near to. enough that you keep the place sticking over that they don't sort of see it not being used. Well, no, I don't think anyone would care. No. You know, it, it's just that, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Oh, yeah, you can have those two rooms. Mm. And it's interesting because storage space on this floor or in this building is, is hard to come by. As mm. you can tell, yeah. there's a bunch of stuff in that other room well, now. Big next there. That's my whole collection of eBay on it. <laughs> So uh, when I moved... Well, people, we had a guided tour uh, yesterday. I should explain we're here doing work on eBay Open, and part of that is to take sellers like me around the building and show us what goes on. And we had a little stop here, and I'm sorry to tell you this, people rifled through your boxes. That's why they're here. (laughs) Oh, good. So so I brought this whole collection in when I was moving, saying... I don't want to keep this stuff. This stuff should go into the hands of people who are eBay fanatics. Oh, they were keen. Even if they resell the stuff, mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm, care because mm-hmm. it's eventually going to go into someone's hands. So I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to move it to Palm Desert. I didn't want to. I thought, I'll just leave it in here. And I told Rebecca and Brian, I said, I don't care who takes it. Just, you know, it's here to be used. It's not here to be stored for eternity mm-hmm. in a vault somewhere. So I don't know how we got on that topic, but... In terms of the the podcast, the way it is now, it's 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 moved more towards sort of cloud based production. Totally. Mm-hmm. So as you know, you're sitting, you can't see it because it's audio, obviously. But I was using a mixer recorder from uh, uh, actually from a company called Zoom for years, and I would do all the recording. I would send, I still do send them, but I would have to send microphones and headphones to remote guests, and then get them to uh, uh, call in on a Zoom number, and then I would you know route that into this board hope for the best when it came to quality take the files off this transfer them to a folder on our g drive go home do the i didn't i hardly edit edit here because i like to do the editing in a mm-hmm. different environment but uh starting you like off, editing because your stuff is very precisely edited yeah i like to edit no, it. and i think it's because people want to hear the content and then i want their i want our guests to sound as good as possible yeah. so mm-hmm. I do I, mm-hmm. and I've gotten okay at it you know it's a skill you pick up over time but uh, you, starting last year we started using a service called Riverside mm-hmm. which is a cloud-based recording service and that was game-changer mm. especially now that I'm not living in San Jose mm-hmm. so that uh, it's a lot easier to do this show now and the quality of the audio quality has actually improved a lot and what's the future direction? Where where are your ambitions for the for the program? Oh boy, this is a hard one. So there's a there's a two prong ambition here. One is to uh, continue to evolve the content. After five years of doing a lot of seller interviews, even though each seller has a different story to tell, uh, I'm always afraid that we're going to get too repetitive because we are a niche podcast. We're dealing with eBay business, eBay sellers. Uh, I need to find a way to kind of evolve that into uh, presenting and storytelling in a way that is it doesn't become repetitive. So we're working on a few things. All of them involve a higher level of production. So look forward to that. There, wow. there's, a, there's one experiment coming up in October. It'll be a test run to see how well that goes. The thing is that none of us in this project, and I'm, the, I'm running this project at eBay, uh, Brian is graciously, and I think because he enjoys it, uh, mm-hmm. our co-host, but th- none of the people that are on our team have any audio or any communication background at this, at, you know, in this particular sphere. So uh, it's learn as you go, mm-hmm. learning how to produce, learning mm-hmm. how to engineer. Any desire to go back to any kind of live interaction, or is that... 
you prefer pre-record and edit? No, I, I think there's a place for live. Uh, I thought I think we could still do live. I just think it kind of limits our audience because then uh, what they're going to end up with is you get a small audience tuning in for the live, and then you get a larger audience that are streaming it after the fact. And I'm thinking, well, then why do it live? Mm -hmm. So that's. Are you able to say anything about how many people listen? I can tell you a little bit. We're close to 1.5 million downloads since the show started, which is pretty good. Uh, our, our average per episode, and the way it works for any podcast is on, upon release. If you're a regular podcast that releases on a strict schedule, and you don't do it like whenever you want to, you develop a pattern where the majority of your downloads happen that week. And then they kind of trail off. So, but we're looking at you know downloads on episodes well in advance of five towards ten thousand episodes wow. downloads. Well so yeah, it's growing. Mm -hmm. And if people have heard the program and think I'd like to be on that, can they contact you? Yeah, of course. We're always looking for people. What here. makes a good guest for you? Well, obviously somebody who has uh, content to provide. Mm. So you know, you think about the audience. The audience wants to hear about the 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 operations that are successful the tactics and strategies mm -hmm. that a seller uses to run a successful business they love to hear about how people overcome yeah. a particular obstacle uh, so that that's the content out of it but it really helps to have somebody who's willing to talk so you know occasionally you get a guest who they kind of don't want to be there mm -hmm. and it kind of shows and then I'm thinking while we're doing the interview that kind of feel like I'm torturing this person <laughs> how do I let them off the hook uh, it's my job as an interviewer to learn how to get those folks to relax and then to be willingly engaging in the in the mm -hmm, conversation, mm -hmm. and that's a that's a that's not an easy skill. I do have some heroes that I I, I who've helped me a lot. They don't know it, but are people mm -hmm. that I listen to uh, constantly. Mm. So my hero is Terry Gross. To me, she's oh, one okay. of the best interviews of yeah. all time. Interviewers. So listening to how she handles an interview. Uh, not that I want to mimic or ape her, but the the how she approaches her subjects. She goes in well researched, and she engages them in a certain way that makes it so compelling to the rest of the audience. Mm -hmm. They want to listen. And what I figured out listening to her was that the job of the interviewer is not to be ever the the center of the story. You're acting as a proxy for an audience that has they want to ask the questions, and you're acting as their proxy, yeah. basically. Anything else you think we should know? Anything you want to add? or? Add? Yeah, sure. I was supposed to retire next <laughs> April, but I don't think I will. So, you enjoy uh, yeah. yourself too much? Well, I just don't feel like it's any... So somebody said, well, you moved to Palm Desert. Now I suppose you're going to retire. And I thought, mm, what am I going to do? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. this is still kind of fun and interesting, and mm -hmm. it keeps me engaged with stuff. So, yeah. Uh, eBay seems not to mind to have a, a senior citizen running this show, so... I'll continue doing it. Yeah. Well, we wish you every uh, every success in Thank that. You, Thank Phil. you very much indeed. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so thanks very much indeed. That's Griff, our interview with him taking uh, we, that took place in the little eBay studio. Now, you've been a guest in that studio. I have, <laughs> but even, well, that was last year, and then that was for the eBay for Business podcast. That didn't, was fun. Didn't steal and me a mug, though. I was very disappointed, although there aren't any in there. I, I realize that now. There weren't. <laughs> I, I asked them, though. I did. And that was with Brian and Griff, and yep. that was super fun. Um, but previous, when Griff had the eBay radio show, I was a guest on there a few uh, times years ago. I never cracked it. Well, it was so funny because they would make anything that you say 
funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially uh, for me, he and Lee Mirabal. Uh, anyway, they, they just did a great job. Good. Now, uh, if you enjoyed hearing Griff and you're in the Orlando area, well, Griff is going to be our special guest at our eBay Open kickoff party. Uh, Sherry's having one in Colorado as well, but not with Griff. Uh, so Griff is uh, video linking in to the Orlando area, uh, eBay Open kickoff parties. That's the 26th of September, which is a Tuesday. We're starting at 5.30 at the Bar Louie in Winter Park. And Griff's online from about 6 p.m. onwards. I guess it's kind of an ask me anything, because that's usually what Griff kind of sessions end up turning up to if you if you if you give him a list of things that you're supposed to talk about he'll probably go off on a tangent on the first question and it just ends up being ask me anything <laughs> thereafter but uh, if you have some questions of your own then don't have to uh, stick to anything that we covered uh, feel free to turn up ask your questions and it'll be a great fun which is basically a party let's be honest because um, ebay's funding appetizers for everybody the drinks are kind of half price because it's happy hour it's half price burgers it's going to be a fun night out how about yours what's your event going to be Mine's going to be fun, too. Um, We already have 48 people RSVP'd, and it's at Frolic Brewing Company in Westminster in Colorado. Mm -hmm. So come on down. Got to reserve a spot. It's free. And, yes, lots of appetizers and non-alcoholic beverages provided, (laughs) and then people can buy their own alcohol. Which I'm sure they will. Excellent. All right. So those are all the uh, all the eBay open uh, sort of launch stroke watch parties. Uh, most of them taking place on the afternoon evening of Tuesday, 26th of September. Uh, you can find out about the Orlando one if you go to Meetup. So just if you put eBay and Orlando into the Meetup search, you'll get a result back that's us. Or you can just go to the eBay site. That's sellerevents.ebay.com. And there's about a dozen of these things around the country. So maybe find one near you. Go along and say hi to them. They'd love to have you there. And uh, a lot of these things are being... Uh, subsidized by ebay so it should be quite a good time quite a good night out yeah we're gonna have ebay swag and goodies to give away we're definitely gonna have prizes all right so we'll see you there thanks then bye